Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Peace, Love, and Awareness podcast. My name is Jennifer Bilbo, and today I have my guest, Annie Owens. Uh, she is here to share her experiences with ET contact. If you want to give a little background, I'll kind of let you decide. Well, with me, it, it started with my first memory. My first memory was, believe it or not, in the crib, which is kind of weird to have something like that, but I remember my room being filled with people. There was a whole bunch of people in my room, but behind those people, there was four beings. Um, I didn't have a word for it of what to call it. As I started getting old enough to really talk, I called them the nice monsters. That was my word for it because, you know, you're not talking about aliens when you're a little kid. I used to call them nice monsters because I knew they didn't look like people, but they would be standing in my room and there's people there. And when my mom would walk in, to wind up the little mobile that I had over my bed, the people would back up. And I just, I never understood it because my mom never turned towards them, never acknowledged them or anything else. And it wasn't until I started getting older and started realizing, even having that memory, it never left me. I've had that my whole life. And I used to tell my, my parents about the nice monsters, but you know, they didn't understand. They're thinking the kids just making up things. But, um, the people, they were just spirits. They were spirits in my room and the nice monsters, they were coming through kind of like spirits, but I was seeing them as clear as day. So that's pretty much how it all started. How old um, were you? It. Um, I don't even know. All I just remember is being in the crib. I was old enough to roll over, that's for sure, but I wasn't old enough to stand up. So I, I don't know what age that would be, <laughs> honestly. Just I wasn't walking yet because if that was the case, I would have been trying to stand up to get to the people in the room. Um, but I did. That's incredible. So, I don't know many people that can say that they recall their first memory from like prior to the age of one. And seriously, yeah, I know. And that's kind of it's always been strange to me, but it's never left me. I've always had that memory. It's maybe that was my only only time in that time period of um, actual being there i don't know i have no clue but um, that was my first time and when i was little i would have like those feelings up well i remember when i was little and i was like between i was probably about seven eight years old and i this is my memory from that age is i would wake up to a room full of blue light um it would scare me but i would make up things in my head of where this blue light's coming from i grew up in california and so, and it wasn't, it was kind of, well, I guess it wouldn't be rural, but it was neighborhood. It wasn't like the downtown or anything of, of the area I lived, but basically just with a bunch of houses. And I used to think, okay, well, that's got to be a helicopter. You know, this is my thought period. You know, I was thinking it's got to be a helicopter and it's probably searching for somebody or, you know, even though looking back, there was no sound, there was only the blue light. So it couldn't have been a helicopter because you would have heard that, you know what I mean? Coming through my window and stuff, but it was the, the room was full of blue light. Um, I remember lots of experience of the feeling of floating off my bed, going through the roof. Um, but other than that, you know, it was just little bits and pieces as I was growing up until I was about 12 years old. When I was 12 years old and I had hit puberty, that's when I literally remembered everything that happened. Um, well, generally, as much as they let me come back with, how about that? Um, but 
that one, when it happened, I literally, I told my mom in the morning, mom, this happened. Said, oh, no, no, there's no way things can walk through walls. And you know what I mean? Because we're talking at this time, we're talking the 80s, you know, you know, E.T. phone home. <laughs> and, and she's like, there's no way it was solid. And I'm like, mom, but, you know, there was a blue light outside and they put me into the beam and it beamed me up to someplace. Oh, no, no. If there was something outside because she was like two door two, let's see, it was my room and then her room. So she would have heard it because, you know, if that would have happened, she would have heard it. <laughs> Though I know now whoever anybody's around, it's like they make you go into a deeper sleep and they won't let them wake up. Mm -hmm. So anyways, if you want to hear about that one, I can tell you that one in detail. But that was the one that I actually remembered and I told him to stop. Yeah. In that, in that time. Yeah, I would love to. I actually was able to make him stop. I was made, able to make him stop at least for that time. I think it's that they couldn't get me as deep under to kind of do what they wanted to do. Maybe puberty. I don't know. Um, and that time I had laid down in bed. And next thing I know, I had two. I watched them walk through the wall. I, I remember my heart beating, getting faster. I watched two short, the small gray aliens walk through the wall. And it was... I don't understand now I understand, but at the time I was irritated. It wasn't that I was scared of them. I was irritated because when they would come, I, I remember that feeling of you feeling that you have to go, but you don't want to. But at the same time, you're like, oh, I just got to go. You know, that's what it felt like. I was like, oh. and so I remember standing up and one grabbed one hand and one grabbed the other hand. And they literally walked me through. I had a computer desk over there and the wall just took me right through the wall and i remember the feeling of going through the wall it felt so itchy it felt like you're itching from the inside out and you cannot itch it it's like the most godly uncomfortable feeling that you can feel and you can't do anything about it all you have to do is just deal with the feeling that you're feeling and they walked me outside and there was a blue beam of light that was outside and as they walked me into that i remember the energy when it hit me it was so strong and I didn't know how to describe it before because I hadn't been around horses and electrical fence. And it wasn't until I got older and accidentally grabbed an electrical fence. If you ever done that, you feel that jolt that goes to your heart and it, it's severe and you're just like, <gasps> and that's exactly what happened when they got me into that. It felt like my whole body just totally tensed up and I could not move. And it was so tense, it made me pass out. And when I came to there, I was in this room that was like, rounded it was there was no square corner in the walls that's all though all i can say it was rounded it was smooth i can see very very fine lines on the walls and i knew that they were cabinets i don't know how they opened it up i don't know if it was thought or just putting their hand there or what but i knew that they were like cabinets to hold stuff and it was smooth and it was just there was nothing that could no corners even the beds were kind of rounded on the beds they were some type of they felt like they were some type of metallic Maybe I don't know what it was made out of, but there was two of them and they had a post in the center and that's how they would go up and down for the height of the bed. I, it's like I had all this knowledge of the room and I'm standing in there and I was wearing my nightgown that I was wearing when I was taken and I was, there was two, the two gray aliens at the foot of my bed and they had instruments in their hands. One had one instrument, one had another. And I was so... I was looking at them and it's like, I didn't have any memory of exactly what that instrument was going to do. But one of the instruments that was being held, I automatically had pain in my nose. And I knew that that was going to go towards my nose. 
The other one now looking back, now that I've had an amniocentesis myself, that's what it was. It was like this long needle. But the other one was this, I don't even know, it was, it was like a, I don't even know what to explain it. It wasn't as long as the other one. And, but I knew it was going to go up my nose and it was going to hurt. It was going to hurt. And so I'm standing there and I said, no, no, I don't want this. I don't want this. And they kept this telepathic. They said, lay down. You need to lay down. And they were very, they were very strong about it. Not mean, but trying to get me to lay down. And I'm just like, no, no, I don't want this. And I remember thinking, how can I make him stop? I'm like, how can I make him stop? What do I need to say? You know, and I've used it with spirits before. So I'm like, hey, you know what? This is going to work for them. And I actually just raised my arm to the square and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are not allowed to touch me. And as soon as I said that, they stopped, they looked at each other, and then one left the room and the other one just stood there watching me. And one left the room, but they stopped. They stopped trying to pursue whatever the, they were trying to find out about me. They just stopped and they left the room. When they came in the room, when they left, there's like, there was a pocket door. It was just very smooth. I don't know how they opened it, if it was thought or movement but it went and it just opened up and uh when one came back that left he came back with this woman to me when i saw her i thought she was beautiful now she was an alien she was definitely not human she had i sent you a picture of it pearlescent white skin she had a high collar but it wasn't rounded it was square she was very tall and slender and her her clothing came down to her wrist came all the way down to the floor. I couldn't see their feet. I had no idea what her feet looked like. Her hands, she had four fingers. Um, but when she came and she's just so, I don't even know. I, I don't even know how to explain it. To me, when she just carried herself so beautifully, she had such good energy when I saw her. And she almost had a laugh when she saw me, when the door opened up. And she everything is telepathic when you're there. They're talking to you. And she goes, come with me. And it was almost like she kind of got a kick out of what I just did, you know, making me stop. And when she walked, she, there was no bounce to her. She just looked like she just floated, just floated right along, not bouncing at all. And when I walked out of the pocket door, there was this, to me, well, it was a plate glass window, you know, what I see, I don't know what it was made out of, but it was kind of this, this window that I can see through. And I knew it was dark still, but I could see some lights in the distance and some like um, shadows of like trees that look like pine trees. Like I was somewhere in the mountains and they had kind of come down low, but I can see kind of lights. Like there was houses somewhere back there. I have no idea where I was at, but you know, I grew up in Sacramento. Could, could have been Lake Tahoe. I don't know. I have no idea. And so she had me come with her and we went into the control panel room and the control panel room, there was a lot more grays. And they were working whatever the, all the machinery that they were working. There was buttons that they were pushing. And, and she looks at me and she telepathically asked me. And, you know, at the time I'm 12 years old, I'm in sixth grade. She goes, so what do you want to know? And I'm thinking, what do you mean? What do I want to know? And she goes, if you wanted to know anything, you know, as an adult, what do you want to know? I want to know everything. Tell me everything. Mm -hmm. As a kid, what do you mean? And uh, anyways, I said, well, you know, we're learning about Big Bang. I want to learn about like Big Bang Theory. Did that happen? You know, what happened? You know, because it was a controversy that we're talking in class. And so anyway, she goes, okay. And she goes over to this looking plate glass window. That's what it looked like to me. And she just touched it with her finger. Next thing I know, I am like in, a, in the middle of a 3D hologram where I'm literally watching it happen. Like I'm in the middle of it all. 
and I'm watching everything kind of come together around me. And it didn't take too long because the way that it was shown to me. But then she started showing me the beginning of history of the planet and all the things that were happening. And I think that they were just trying to bide time until it was time to take me back and keep me calm. But by this time, I'm 12 years old. I didn't know until later and I got older. This has been happening since well by the time I was about six years old on up. So it wasn't anything new to me. That's why I wasn't so scared once I was there, you know. But anyways, um, I asked her, I said, am I going to be able to remember that? Because she told me it's time to go back. I said, am I going to be able to remember that? And she says, she says, you will when it's time. That's what they always tell me. It's so frustrating. I'm going to tell you. You will when it's time. But when you watch things happen, you may not remember every aspect of it. You might get bits and pieces, but you get the feeling that you were feeling when you watched it. And at 12 years old, I remember coming back because the grace just brought me back and put me back. They covered me in bed that time. I told you about the other time, but they put me back in bed. And I'm just like, everything I've been taught in any class that I've taken, it's all a lie. It's all been a lie all along. You know, that was my thought. Sorry, my son came home. But anyways, that's what my thought was. It was like, okay, it's just all a lie. And so... I grew up, you know, during this time of puberty, I had them visit several more times. And those times that they were visiting, um, one time I was irritated because <laughs> they brought me back. And the Grays, kind of a love-hate relationship there. I, I just have to say that because they try to be nice, but at the same time, they do stuff that they think is funny, which is not funny to you. Um, and that time when they brought me back, they had pulled out clothes that was in the back of my closet that I hadn't worn like forever because they didn't fit and they were so tight and I don't remember them putting it on me but I came to it was morning my bed had never been slept in there was no motion on my bed you know that I had even laid there on the bed and I'm in clothes that are too small and I'm like ripping them apart to get them off me I have no idea how they put them on me in the first place so that was kind of a little bit frustrating to me I think that was a little hee hee ha ha moment to them but why they changed me, I have no idea for fun. I don't know. In a lot of ways, I, I don't know. I know this is probably bad to think it. I don't know if I'm the only one that's thought it that way. But, you know, the Minion movie where they do stuff and they just think they're funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've heard from other people so. that say that they can be like tricksters and have a, you know, a big sense of humor. And yeah. Yeah, because they think it's funny. But at the time when you don't know what's going on, it doesn't feel so funny to you. Yeah. So that was the main part of it when I, I didn't start having more and more experiences until after I was married. I've just had a lot of different experiences up till less than a year ago. So I am shown things, um, what's going to happen, potential. I call them potential futures because there is no true future because it's not happened yet. Nothing set in stone. Yep. So I always call them the potential futures because it's not happened yet, but I've been shown a lot of that um, uh, with that. So I've seen mantises. I've had mantis come and literally take me out of my room. One night I'm sleeping and I literally feel somebody put their hands underneath you to pick you up. You remember like when you're a kid, you fall asleep on the couch mm -hmm. and your parents pick you up to put you to bed, that feeling. Yeah. But I'm an adult. So I feel the hands go underneath me and I look up and I see this mantis. And I go, oh, it's you. 
and I fall back asleep. He felt like a brother to me. It's really, as I told you, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. He felt like a brother to me and I just kind of fell asleep. And then I actually remember him putting me back in the bed. He had taken me through the wall. He had put me back in the bed and I turned to watch him walk through the wall. So, um, a lot of people say, oh, aliens, you know, they're solid like us and this and that. But I really believe it is all it is, is they're able to control their frequency that they come in. And that's why they can go through things because everything is a frequency, you know. Um, and I believe that in time, when we learn to control ourselves, which, you know, that may be a long ways out there, <laughs> you know. But when we learn to where we can control ourselves, that we have the possibility of doing that also. I believe we have so much more potential than we haven't even touched the top of the iceberg yet of all the stuff that we're able to do. Yeah, I agree. You know? That's totally agree. But as I said, the, the mantis that night, I'll tell you a little bit about that story. Please. That night when I was taken, the next morning, I have a friend. I'm not going to mention her name because I didn't ask her if I can use it, but she lives in Texas and she's a psychic in Texas. And she calls me up and goes, Annie, Annie. I was taken last night <laughs> and it, the funny story with her is that she's always been a psychic since she was a little kid spirits and everything else. But then when I got to know her and we started talking more, that's when the aliens started coming to her. So it wasn't happening before it happened after she had the contact with me and she, she loves it though. It's like for her, it's almost like a mystery trying to figure it out and everything. And so it works out pretty good, but she was telling me that she was taken and she was telling me what had happened. Well, it wasn't until about a couple years later, I was having a hypnosis session, trying to remember some of the past stuff. Now, the stuff about the, the mantis picking me up, that was not under hypnosis. That was me actually remembering it. And so we asked about that. I actually got to view it. I was literally taken onto the same ship. If you are getting anything from this, please share, please subscribe, like the video, comment below. Let me know spiritual, paranormal related topics that you would love to hear more about. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. That she was. I saw her on the same ship. But that one, what happened was really weird. Okay, so the ship is set up. It's got, it's smooth, like everything else is smooth. But inside the control panel of the ship that's a little bit larger than maybe the first one I was taking on, it's got this rounded, smooth, all I can say is that's where the engine, that's where all the power comes from, but it's smooth and rounded and it's five to six foot tall. It kind of comes over and it's kind of like a hump and that's takes up like a piece of the pie of the control room. Okay. But it's rounded and she was on the one side of this part of it. I was on the opposite side. And they were telling her she was learning about all these future events. And she, there was, she wasn't the only one. There was a whole bunch of others that they had taken that were there with her. And they were learning about this potential future events. And they were, she said she was watching this 3D hologram screen. She actually brought back some memories of that. But for me, on the other side of this hump, they were teaching me how to abduct somebody. So. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. They were teaching me how to abduct somebody. So for me, I, I remember there was a screen and the screen was, it was an oval screen. So, you know, you're used to the, the rectangular screens we always have, you know, like even with our computers, everything else, theirs were oval. And 
they there was buttons on the side and they were i want to say they were egyptian but they weren't they weren't they were like i don't even know some were like triangles like a line through it and when i saw them and i was working with them i knew exactly what each button did now i, I can't remember that but when i was doing it i knew what button it did which one was and there was this oval screen and i had my fingers on the screen and i was trying to follow i saw this man and he was to me he was like wearing a flannel shirt um he was a little bit heavier set he was wearing some like tan colored pants and i can tell it was kind of a mountain setting because i'm just watching on the screen and they said you need to get him so that we can help him i have no idea what why i was supposed to get him other than why i needed to get him so they're putting me kind of under, under pressure situation seeing if i could do it and you need to help him and i remember watching him he saw the craft and he was scared and i feel so bad now but you know at the time i'm like yeah i did it but <laughs> he was he was like running and because i was heavy set he didn't have a belt on his pants started kind of coming down a little bit so he tripped and when he tripped he fell down he looked back and he saw this thing so he's like getting up and starting trying to run and they're like come on hurry hurry so with, with this hand i was trying to get him to where it was pinpointed towards him but as i'm pinpointing towards him these buttons that i'm pushing is trying to i know it now i didn't at the time was trying to connect with his frequency you can't get them unless you have their frequency so you're basically tuning in the frequency to him to lock onto him or you would grab the earth the rocks whatever the heck is around him you're only grabbing him and that's really weird that I know that now, but it was a frequency and I was pushing the buttons to find the right frequency at the same time, trying to stay tuned in on him, trying to find them. And as soon as I got the frequency, then it was easy. Boom. Got him. But, but I got him and I'm going to trust that they were doing something nice to him. And I didn't just, and if you're out there, I'm sorry. So that's, <laughs> that's how they lift people up is from that screen. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. They're, it's like they're tuning into them. So like when I went into that blue energy line, it was like connected to my frequency and just. What do you think the purpose so, of that was? Because they taught me how to fly too. So I don't know. Cause everybody, everybody I've talked to, they, they say that if you have a craft, because they put, they had me put my hands in this thing and it had four fingers. It didn't have five. And I put my hands in it. I remember making it fit, you know, with the my five fingers. I just put my two pinkies together. And I, I'm in there. And they just told me, think where you want to go. So somehow there's a ship that I could connect to to make me go wherever I think. And I don't know what that has to do with. All I know is that there's some type of ship that I can do with that. I don't know. This is what they were teaching me. So I guess that's called abducting and um, flying it. But... You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I've had so many different experiences that it does make you feel nuts. And you're just going, what the heck? I do know that I work with uh, two tall grays. One, I call it the the really smooth face gray. They kind of have more of Asian kind of look because their eyes are kind of like a little bit more up. But they're big black eyes. and um, They're funny. They do have a sense of humor. Don't think they don't. And then the other one is the wrinkly face gray. He's very wrinkled. And you would look at him and think that he's mean, but they're not. They're just very scientific. And um, the smooth face gray, as I, I was telling you before, I remember having a conversation. 
and he was like talking about the wrinkle face gray and he's like they just think they're so smart <laughs> you know what i mean and i laugh with him and i go yeah i know but we know the truth and he was just really chill about it you know he was just we were both laughing but it's all telepathic mm -hmm. so you're not you're not using your mouth at all you know what i mean um i've only had one experience that I didn't i didn't particularly enjoy and that was because they were basically taking any freight free agency away from me. And that was a time I told you, I think that was government taken because they must work with the government because wherever they took me, I was underground. And I remember them put me on some type of rolling stretcher and I was going down this, what seemed like a concrete walkway. And it's, and it's kind of dark, but I noticed that there are, there's conduit on the wall conduit to hold the electrical and that and that, all the other crafts I've been on, they're smooth. There's not uh, anything poking out. There's no way that they would put conduit on the wall. So that's why I think that one, and they were just holding me down. And, and when they're holding me down, I was pissed off and I was like fighting. I came back with bruises on my shoulder. What kind you know? of beings but was that? They were kind of, to me, when I saw them, they were kind of orangish color almost, but I don't know. They didn't have a nice look. They they look pissed off, but, you know, everybody says, oh, well, you know, you, you got a lot of different controversies out there of what the aliens want and everything. And this is how I was explained it. Okay. The reason why we have so many different people saying all these different agendas that are going on with that, because there's not, you know why? Because there is that many agendas going on. It would be like, imagine that you came out of, you had 10 moms and 10 dads, okay? But there's only one of you, okay? This, we're going to put it that way. So there's only one of you. And each one of these parents is part of you, wants this for you. This one wants that for you. This one wants you to be a doctor. This one wants you to be a lawyer. This one wants you to be a dentist. This one wants you to, you know what I mean? They want all these different things for you but they cannot come together into form one of what they want for you. And so they're kind of fighting over you. If you want to look at it that way, no, maybe, maybe one wants to be the type of parent that takes over and tells you, Hey, you're going to do this. Cause I'm going to tell you, you're going to do what I say, you know? And so some maybe not so nice of what they want for you because they want to be in control of you, you know, and there is a lot of agendas. You know, there is, I'm not going to, you know, I know I'm not going to mention this name, but there's a lot of them that go, Oh no, they're all benevolent. And they may be on a different level than us, but they still want different things for us. I wouldn't say they're all bad. I would say a small percentage that I've dealt with are bad, but I wouldn't call them bad. Negative, dark, yeah, negative, negative would probably work better. And the other ones are positive, but you know, you can be positive in thousands of different directions. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So like the two tall grays that I'm working with, they're two different species. They're not like brother and sister. They're, they're two different species, but they are working together for the same thing. You know, and they want eventually the ones that I've been working with, they want eventually for humans to be able to find out everything that has been held from them since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm all the truths kind of like when I was 12 years old and I came back going, wow, all the history that I've taught been taught is not true because what 
history is written by the winners. They can put it out however they want for you to believe that that's the way it happened and that's why it happened. You know, the group that I'm, the group that I seem to be connected to, they all kind of know each other. Um, the pearlescent white um, one that I was telling you about, she felt like a mother figure to me. I had so much love for her, mm -hmm. but we found out later on, and this was through hypnosis, that we're finding out what it is. And she was placed here for me to help me through this life that basically she was assigned to me to help me through this life for whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing here. You know, she's very high vibrational and she vibrates love. It, it, the grays that she works with, they're just doing what she tells them to do. Of course, they take their own satisfaction in, you know, their little stunts that they pull, the little tricksters, because that's what they do. Mm -hmm. But it's usually nothing that's really bad to stuff that they find funny, you know. But um, she was the benevolent one. She just, to me, it was just total love, full of light. Um, as a matter of fact, when I got to re-experience under, under hypnosis, I was crying because I told her I didn't want to come back. I cried and I, I said, please, please don't send me back. Just keep me here. And she's, she's told me, no, no, you got to go back. And I was like, no, she's all, why don't you want to go back? And this is all telepathic. And I said, I don't want to go back because they're not nice there. And they lie. That is why I didn't like to be around humans because mm. they had a tendency to be able to be mean to each other. And they lied, and I was not used to that. I did not want to be around that because the lying, I just cannot stand lying. Even till today, I I cannot stand lying. So it really just kind of really gets to me. Even with my kids, I'm like, you know what? You're going to get in less trouble if you tell me the truth than if I find out you're lying to me because I can't stand it. We do know that under hypnosis, we found out um, she took me one of the times that I was taken. And I was about six years old at this time. Now, under hypnosis... I got to go to my, one of my first times that I was taken and I was six years old and I, I found myself on a ship. This one had to be smaller. The room was a lot smaller and it only had a single bed in it, but I was scared to death. And I actually went through a panic attack while under hypnosis. I was just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just, I couldn't control it. I was so scared because yeah. I was a little kid and, um, the person that put me under hypnosis wasn't recognizing that at the time or they should have let me view it without experiencing it. But I was total full out experiencing it. I was just having a total panic attack. And all of a sudden I saw in the room a white mantis. Now I had never seen a white mantis before. They're not as tall mm. as the full size mantis, the regular mantis. They're regular mantis are like eight, nine feet tall, you know, but, he was kind of hunched over in my house, but this one was a white mantis and he was only about six foot maybe. But at the time I was little and I was scared to death. And as soon as he walked into the room, I calmed down. Just, I was able to breathe again. They were asking me, well, why don't you get up and move? And I said, no, they told me I couldn't. So I'm laying there. I'm not strapped down, but I can't move. The only thing I can move is my head. That is it. I could not move any other part of my body. And I'm laying there and they're like, well, why don't you just get up? You know, the hypnotist. And I'm like, I can't. They told me I couldn't move and I cannot move. Mm -hmm. And so I'm laying there. And when the, the white mantis comes in, all of a sudden he calms me down. Just his presence of being in that room. He was able to just totally calm me down. Now this white one, 
I didn't feel that he had like a regular soul, like a being. He was, to me, he felt more like mechanical, biological, if that makes any sense, mm -hmm. that he was made. He was made to be able to do that. And when then that's when the lady, the pearlescent white lady walked in the room, you know what I mean? And that's when I was crying to her and, and she's all, we're going to, we're going to help you right now. We need to take you to this other place. So they actually took me into this other room and I got into this like tube. Um, I didn't know how to, exp to explain it other than, you know, as an adult, I'd had an MRI before to where they have the tube that goes, wah, wah, mm -hmm. wah, wah, wah. so they put me in this tube. And when the hypnotist says, what are they doing to you? The lady was talking to me, telling me what they're doing to me. And they said, we are putting markers on your DNA. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> and she said that at different times in my life, that these markers would click in and it would change me a little bit each time when I, my DNA would change. So different markers on my DNA meant at different points in my life, I would kind of change a little bit, a little bit here. And it's funny because my husband always teases me. He works in North Dakota and he always teases me. He goes, every time I come home, I feel like I'm coming home to a different person. And so he's like, why would I need another wife? I've got like seven or eight right here because <laughs> I'm always different because I'm always just changing little by little. And it's for me when I'm changing there, sometimes there's small, t subtle changes Sometimes, as I was telling you before, when we get into talking about the spiritual side, mm -hmm. I see other changes that are taking place there to where I'm able to do stuff that I never had done before. Um, so that's, I don't know how much, how deep you want to go into it, but I'm just saying they were putting markers on my DNA. They said that it would help me in this life that little by little, it would change me to be able to do what I need to do here. I, I just know my experiences. I don't know exactly why, how. Though they keep telling me someday I will. So I always ask them and they're like, and when it, they always tell me when it's time, you will remember. Yeah. When it's time, you will remember. So I, I kind of look at it as maybe I'm not ready and it would be too much. And maybe if I remember everything, then maybe I will know too much. And right now I just, you know, it's easier to be stupid and, and you know, not have people come after mm -hmm. you for the things you know, right? When you were watching the hologram on the UFO ship, was it in English yes. when it was talking about the history of the earth? No, I was watching it as if nobody's telling me. I'm watching it like a play, play out in front of me in real time. But I, if for some reason it was like it, it's, it was, it sped up. So like, you're not like watching this person have a conversation. It's almost like you're taking it in all at once, but you're literally watching it happen. It wasn't like they were telling me anything. They were allowing me to watch it. And how far back so, in the history of the earth did it go? How, how man started. It started with, it started with the earth going together and how it was formed. That there was a lot of like, a, there was a lot of explosions while it was taking place while the earth was being made. But it was, that's the only thing I remember of it. But I got to watch how man came about. Um, I remember something about Rome. I remember... I don't remember what exactly they were showing me, but I'm like, wait a minute. That's not what I was taught. You know what I mean? I just remember the thoughts of that wasn't what I was shown. That wasn't what I was taught, you know, and going, wow, that that's nothing like they told us, you know, and I was thinking, gosh, did I just learn all lies? Is that all I learned in school? Lies? I know that there's been different forms of ETs on this planet, mm -hmm. basically since the beginning. So it's not like man has ever really totally been alone here. I know that ETs have kind of played a big role on it, 
pretty much the whole lives, but they've been trying to still give free agency, but then there's some, some ETs that want to take the free agency. They want to be king over and tell you what to do, how to do it, you know, because that's their DNA, if you want to call it that way. That's the way that they are. I know that ETs have been here since the beginning. You mentioned after watching the hologram, you didn't necessarily remember specifics, but you remembered the feelings that you had and Mm -hmm. that everything that you had been told is a lie. Mm -hmm. I've also heard a near-death experiencer who said all of the books and all the information that we have is all misinformation. Do you agree with that? I I have been shown, and this is what they said to me. They said, you're going to have truths mixed in with the lie. So you only get partial truths. You don't get the full truth, which is going to mislead you. So you're not going to believe the truth. So I'm sure that there's a lot of truths in these books, but there's also a lot of lies. And if you have lies in it, you're not getting the truth. I would love to hear about your experience on your lawn. Okay. So what happened was, um, it was, it was before Thanksgiving. Um, and this would have been... Shoot, it's got to be, I don't remember how many years ago, honestly, it's two or three years ago. And it was before Thanksgiving and we had just bought a couch and it was one that you kind of had to put together. You know how they come and you kind of get to put them all together. <laughs> Anyways, I took it to my back porch and I had my boys, my two sons help me unload it. And we put it on the back porch and I said, okay, I'm going to drive back around and I'm going to park our Yukon. And cause it was in the back of the Yukon. And so I went and at that time of year, it's getting darker sooner. So it was only like 5, 5.30, but it was already starting to get dark. And I'm backing up into my driveway, and I live out in the country. I don't have any real close neighbors. I, I think my closest neighbor is probably about half an acre away. And so anyways, I'm backing up, and I have this substation that's right next to my house, but there's a fence there. And as I'm backing up, I see a little kid right next to my, um, right next to my fence, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, what the heck is going on? You know? And uh, so as I'm getting and I'm backing up, I'm like, okay, I live out in the country. and But it's kind of getting dark. So kids aren't normally out. And then I'm like, why is he wearing that weird clothes? And it looked like a one-piece shiny outfit. But my husband had changed the lights in my Yukon. So they were blue lights. I don't know if you've ever seen people with blue mm-hmm. lights, mm-hmm. which are really good if you, to see the lines, but it makes it to where you can't see the colors of anything. I don't like that. Kind of like washes it out. So I'm not sure if he was wearing a light blue or a gray silky one piece outfit that kind of come to his neck. And I'm like, and it was to his hands and his feet and he was skinny, skinny kid. I'm thinking, okay, a little country boy, but why is he wearing that weird outfit? Mm-hmm. Then I looked at his face and I'm like, okay, Halloween is over. Why is he wearing a mask? And it was, it was like an alien mask, right? And I'm like, why is he wearing a mask? And, you know, these thoughts are coming a lot faster than I'm talking to you about it. Cause you know, your brain just goes blue, blue, blue. And so as, and I'm like, why is he wearing a mask? And then I looked into his eyes and I go, Oh, that's not a mask because when I'm just telling you, telling everybody out there, if there is an alien and you don't want them to connect with you, do not look them in the eyes. There's like some neurological link that they can link up to you when they look into your eyes and then you can't look away. So I, my eyes are locked on his and he telepathically says to me, he goes, and at first I wasn't scared of him. It was like a shock, but then there was no scared. I wasn't afraid. So 
And he goes, do you want to know everything? And I'm like, yes, of course I want to know everything. You know, I was like, uh, yes. And as soon as that happened, it was like I was being pulled into his eyes. And as I'm pulled into his eyes, I am seeing galaxies and universes pass by. I'm like floating, just going deeper and deeper. I'm going. All of a sudden, I feel this snap. And as soon as I feel this snap, it was like all of a sudden I'm back in my youth. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, um, how far did I go back? Because I had no idea how long I was gone. It was like time stood still. But I didn't know how long time had passed. And I didn't know if I was going to hit something behind me because I'm backing into my driveway. And I put on the brake and I look around. And I probably, it was probably only about three seconds. But I'm going real slow. Anyways, I put on my brakes and I'm like, what the heck? And he's gone. He's, there's, he's nowhere to be seen. And I'm thinking, okay, um, was that a failed abduction? Did I just like my fear pull me out because I was afraid I was going to hit something behind me? That was my thought. I'm like, did he try to abduct me? And then it didn't work. And so I went ahead and I parked my Yukon. I, I kind of have this weird look on my face and I come to the back porch and my sons are there and they're like, hey mom, what's going on? I'm like, let's get the furniture into the house and then I'll tell you. And they're like, no, mom, tell me. I said, no, really. Let's get the furniture in the house. I was trying to keep calm. Get the furniture in the house, and then I'll tell you. And so we get all the furniture in, and I tell them. Now they're freaked out. They're checking every door, every window. They're, like, freaking out, making sure everything is locked and going, oh, my gosh, are they going to come back? You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, just relax. That's why I didn't tell you outside, you know. And so that night, I talked to my brother. I talked to, I think, another friend. I don't remember a lot about that night. It was like I was there, but I wasn't there. And I had several conversations that people talked to me about later, but I don't remember talking to them. It was like that whole night, my memories were fuzzy. Woke up the next day. I felt like something was off. This kept going on and on for weeks. And I'm telling my husband, who's in North Dakota, I'm talking to him on the phone. I said, there is something wrong with me. I don't know what it is, but there is something wrong with me. I do not feel all here. There's nothing that I can do about it. I just feel like I'm gone somewhere. And I said, and I just can't concentrate on anything. Um, I was still doing my job that I was working at the time, but I was like a zombie. It's like my whole personality of being able to be expressive and funny and laugh. That was gone. It was like, I just did my job. If somebody talked to me, I would talk to them. But I would make the answer short. I would just answer and be done with it. I just, there was something wrong. I was, I'm watching all these YouTube self-help videos going, what's wrong with me? We've got to figure this out. There is something wrong with me. This went on for 40 days. During this time, I went to my brother's house for Thanksgiving, and he thought maybe there's something wrong, maybe in, even in my relationship, because I was really quiet and didn't talk at all. But I didn't have any personality. It was really weird. I was not funny. I didn't joke with people. I only talked to them if they talked to me. And I was able to do my job, but that was it. I would come home, be quiet in my room. You can talk to my kids. I didn't even have carry on conversations with them. And so after 40 days, I'm laying in bed because I, I put it in my journal, you know, and I'm laying in bed. Next thing I know, it's early in the morning and I hear a man's voice. And the man says, hurry, hurry, or, or she's, or, hurry, hurry, the alarm's going to go off, is what he said. And I didn't find that really weird because I've heard my guides talk before as I'm waking up in the morning. 
So I didn't think that that was so strange. But then I hear my own voice and my own voice is going, hurry, hurry. Uh, I said, um, no, my own voice was saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got to balance us out or we're going to feel off. And I was like, that was weird because I'm hearing my own voice. Next thing I know, I'm literally outside of my body. I'm looking at my bed, looking at my bed and I see my body on the bed and I feel my energy of me and my other energy. I can feel it combined back together. And now I'm one again. My personality's back. I can feel everything again. All of a sudden, all of a sudden I look at my clock and I see the time and then I open up my eyes. And when I open up my eyes, you have to be quiet here. Okay. But as I open up my eyes, I'm talking to my son. You're fine. Um, I look at the clock and it's the exact same time that I saw when I was outside of my body. And I woke up and I was excited. I'm just like, I'm back. I'm back. I was so excited. I knew I had been gone. I even woke up my kids that morning going, I'm back. I'm back. I was like jumping for joy because I knew that whatever was going on, I, that I didn't feel like I was a part of me. I am now totally whole again. And mm. I was just so excited. And um, I had a little bit of memory. And over the next couple of weeks, more and more started coming in. And even now, I get bits and pieces of it. It's like when I need it, I have this information that will come to me for the next piece of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I had been gone. I, I came back with a memory where I told you I was seeing galaxies and universes go by. And there was a snap. Well, that snap was part of me got left and part of me got taken. I have no idea how they do that, how it happens. I have no clue. Maybe somebody else smarter can figure that out. But I kept going and I'm seeing galaxies and universes passing. I'm just floating. And I see something that the only way I can describe it is, is the central sun. It was basically the center of everything, the center of creation. That's the only way I can explain it. It was beautiful. It was humongous. You can sit. I don't know how many planets or galaxies in this thing because it was that large. And I see cumulus clouds around the outside of it um i don't know i guess to call it what's it, the call it the clouds that are in the universe but i see the clouds nebulous clouds mm-hmm. nebulous clouds just totally hovering around it and it had all the different colors of the rainbow and it was gorgeous and there were stars sprinkled in it that was surrounding the central sun and i realized that where this was at was the center of creation and as these nebulous clouds went out that's what was making the universes the galaxies, the planets, it was coming out of this thing. It was in the creation was being made right there and it was just going out. And I stood there for a little bit and then I was taking inside the central sun. And when I went inside the central sun, it was pure knowledge. That's the only way I can explain it. There was no negative. There was no positive. There was only truth. You know, you, you can push your truth in lots of different ways. You can push a negative or positive, but there is only one truth. And so when I went in there, there wasn't the negative. There wasn't the positive. There was only the truth. And when I was in there, I remember that I was being shown all my lifetimes. And I'm watching it in holographic form, like I'm watching a play take place of all my lifetimes in front of me taking place. But I was really interested in this human lifetime. So I'm watching because I was like, I, that's the only thing that baffles me is what's going to happen next, you know, as a human. So I'm watching my human self and I just remember studying myself over 
and over and over again. That's the one I wanted to watch. I'm like, I need to know what's going to happen. I need to take some of this back with me, you know? <laughs> um, but anything that I wanted to know, all I had to do was think it. And it was automatic truth in my head. I knew the truth. It was there. So for somehow, I don't know how, for 40 days, I was there. I was absorbing whatever truths were there to be given. So that's a long time. So a part of you was in the central sun that entire time. Yes. Just downloading information. Mm -hmm. And do you remember any of that information? Um, as certain things start happening here, it's like when I came back, I was told a lot of different things. It was more of, I knew that the planet was entering a phase to where all the truths were going to start coming out because we've been told so many lies for so long. I learned that this planet's been controlled for a very, very long time by having believe, people believe untruths. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to put it as positive or negative. I'm just going to put it as untruths because, you know, um, if you had the truth, then you can make your own decision. But how do you make your own decision when you're not given any truth? Mm -hmm. You know, and so because of that, they, the powers to be uh, that are doing all this stuff, that are trying to control everything, control all the people, they have been feeding all these untruths. And I was told that I came back and I'm here for this particular time yeah. and this particular time here on earth as the truths start coming out because it's all been a lot of lies. But I was excited that the truths were going to come out because you always hear, oh, the truth is going to come out. The truth is going to come out. But now this is the time. And if you watch in the news, you will start getting more and more. Sometimes it's almost overwhelming mm -hmm. all the stuff that's coming out. And it's, I think the hardest thing is there's a lot of people here that have gotten comfortable in these untruths. It's easier to not seek the truth. Mm -hmm. A lot of the stuff that's coming out right now, um, well, we'll just use um, the sound of freedom. And how many companies, Hollywood, are trying to quiet that down. They don't want people to know about it. Instead of going, you know, oh, you know, it's not as bad as that, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? They don't give you any numbers on it. You know, um, I just say, you know, for everybody and everything that they're going to be going through, there's going to be so many truths coming out. I'm not saying to just believe it blindly because, you know, they go, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. I'm not saying believe it blindly. I'm just saying keep your eyes open and look into it for yourself. Yeah. Find the answers within yourself. So many, so long people have gotten to where they just close their eyes and just blindly go with whatever anybody tells them. People need to search out for themselves and find their own truth. My truth may not be yours, but find your own truth. You know, I, I don't, I don't tell people to believe me blindly. I tell them, you know what? Meditate, ask about the things that I'm saying. You know, I, I've been blessed a lot. There's been now two different people that I've been in contact with that were, you know, very spiritual. They were always into, you know, knew about spirits and everything else. And then I got around them and they start getting aliens that come around them. And one of my friends, when they started having the aliens come around them, they had an alien show up and say, you need to listen to Annie because she speaks the truth. For me, it's been my whole life. And I understand that as we talked about before, it was a lot of baby steps for me because if I was dealing with as many experiences as I have been dealing with now um, and never had it as a child, I'm sorry, I'd probably be in the loony bin. 
I probably, I would be in that straight jacket and they just would be having me in there, you know, um, because I wouldn't be able to handle it. It's happened little by little, so many different times that it's gotten to where when I see them, I have a little bit of fear, not fear, but it's like a shock. So it almost feels like a shock to my system, mm -hmm. but then I'm calm about it, you know, to where I'm not afraid of them, you know? So, you know, even the one that took me, I was more mad at them. I wasn't afraid. I was mad that they were holding me down that I didn't like. But other than that, you know, it's difficult sometimes to talk to people that haven't had any experience only because you don't know the impact that it, it takes on the body and, you know, the fear that I had for years, not understanding what was going on. Um, my husband pretty much probably figured out before I did that I was being abducted because at 12 years old, I had that experience, but nobody would believe me. You yeah. know, my mom's going, Oh, that couldn't happen. You know, yeah. you know, and so you kind of just write it off. You're just like, okay, then maybe that was just some type of weird dream that I remember every detail about, you know, um, but it wasn't until I got older and I started realizing the things that were actually happening to me, um, the conversations that I've had, I've, I've actually had, I don't know if you've ever heard of, um, I want to call it a screenshot, but it's like when an alien takes you, but then they, they try to make you believe that you're seeing something else. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had them try to do that to me. <laughs> And they were showing me what they were doing with like people and they made it out like, Oh, it's a good thing. Look, look, we're going to show you, we're going to do, we're doing this and this and this. And, um, they made it seem so wholesome. And when I walked out into the hallway with them, cause they're showing me, there's some weird stuff I can tell you. There's more stuff, but they're showing me that, Hey, you know what? Um, they're taking me in the hallway and I'm going, wait a minute. You're not who you say you are. This is a screen. This is, you're giving me a screen view of it. Like you're making me see something that's not there. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing the truth and they're standing in front of me and they're like, Oh, cause I figured it out. They're like, Oh, um, you know, it's not as bad as it looks, you know, I'm like, and I got mad at them and I said, you need to fix this. You can't be doing this. Yeah. So I don't know where I stand, but I'm telling them stuff they're not supposed to be doing. And I don't understand that either. You know, um, I had an experience and see this, one, I'm telling you that I've had so many, weird stuff that I'm going, am I going nuts? But then I have things that happen that show me that, you know what? I'm not as crazy as I seem to be because the other people are backing up the stuff that I'm telling them and I'm going, okay, I didn't know that, but yet they seem to know it. You know what I mean? Of experiences I've had, I had an experience. I was really tired and I'm like, okay, I'm going to meditate for 15 minutes before I go back to work. So I'm sitting on my couch and I'm like, okay, and I'm just meditating. And I'm, I'm pretty good at meditating, as I was telling you. Um, I can connect with basically any being dead or alive when I meditate. It's just better concentration. And uh, anyways, as I'm meditating, I'm not meditating asking for anything. I just want my body to, the muscles to relax. So that 15 minutes feels like a half an hour, 45 minutes. And so as I'm sitting there meditating, all of a sudden, I found myself in a totally different place. I don't know if you want to call it astral projection. I don't have a clue. All I know is I am now somewhere in South America. I am in a cave. The cave smells really stinky. I'm just going to tell you. It smells stinky to me. Mm. Kind of like um, 
when you go to the zoo and you go into the reptilian where they have the, the snakes and stuff like that, that smell, mm -hmm. but it was smelled really dank and wet and it was dark. And all of a sudden I have two reptilian beings and one is black and one is kind of a dark gray. They're standing in front of me, but I'm watching this. Now this is weird. I can't explain this. I'm watching this and I'm seeing myself, but I'm outside my body and I'm watching everything take place. Like I'm watching a movie. I don't know. I can't explain it. I am standing there in front of them. I have this thing that's like a glass smart pad. People have called it. It was clear. But I'm looking at it, and there's these two aliens in front of me, and they're a lot taller than me. They're like probably six, seven foot. Mm -hmm. And they're standing there, and I'm telling them, I said, look, you have done this, this, and this, and you cannot do this. You have already been talked to about this. is what I'm telling them, and it's all telepathic. But I'm hearing everything, standing outside the body, watching it take place. And, and I'm telling them. So what happened was they would go into the communities because they had smaller areas of people out there. And they were extremely telepathic. So they really, really enjoyed getting one person upset with the other person because they were taking the energy from them when they got upset. That's how they were getting this energy for themselves. And, and I had said, no, you can't do that because that, that falls under this bylaw that you're not supposed to be doing this with humans and that with humans. And I was telling them, and they were scared of me. I don't know what, what ability I had, but they were literally scared of me like they were walking on eggshells. And I said, I said, you can't do this anymore. You, you have had your last chance. I'm watching everything take place. And I'm telling them you've had your last chance and you can't do this anymore. You've been already had all the chances you can get. And they were like afraid. And I knew that I, whatever was going to happen, they were either going to be taken off planet. They're going to be disciplined somehow. They were going to, they're gone. They were, they'd already done it too many times, but I had no idea that there was there was black reptilians and gray reptilians down in South America. I had no idea about any of that stuff. I had never researched any of this, but I knew that that's where I was at. I could feel the humidity from it, everything. It was crazy. So all of a sudden, now I'm right back in my body and I'm like sitting on my couch going, what the crap just happened? Because I just meditated. That was it. I was just sitting there meditating and I'm taking this place and I'm watching this take place. And I knew that they were afraid of me. And so I started researching is there black reptilians and like dark gray reptilians in South America? I had never, I had heard of reptilians, the green ones, you know what I mean? The white ones, you know, but I'd never heard black one or gray one. Mm. And I started searching it out. Guess what there is? There is black and gray uh, reptilians they have seen in South America. People have reported the scene and they're supposed to be extremely telepathic. And I'm like, how the heck was I supposed to? I had no clue. I had never searched it out. It never even crossed my mind about it. But here I am being shown it. So that's what I'm telling you. I've had so many experiences. I don't know how to put them all in place. And I hope someday I really do understand it. Because sometimes I feel like I have all these information. But it's like almost fragmented here, there, and just everywhere. It's the, To be able to get to where you feel like the pieces of the puzzle come back together so you understand it all would be nice. If you want to kind of tell the viewers about how they can contact you and the type of services you offer. I do QHHE, Quantum Hypnosis Healing Technique, and that is QHHT.com official. QHHTofficial.com is where you can find any hypnotist, and they do um, regressive hypnosis. Maybe you had an incident when you were a little kid that you want to remember correctly. They can take you back in time. To be able to, because a lot of times we have all these fears with when we're kids, but to find out that 
you know, you remember it totally incorrect of the way it happened because you were so afraid when you were a kid. Um, a lot of experiences that way. But I we found out through that that sometimes people come into this world with fears, hangups, problems, and they're just bringing it in from another lifetime that they never let go of. And so it's very healing because you can go into past lifetimes. And when we start out, unless you want to specifically go somewhere, we let your subconscious take you there. So we don't tell you where to go unless this is something where you want to go. And so it really helps a lot of people. Um, like maybe your kid had a fear of, uh, or maybe it was you as a kid, you had a fear of water, but nothing tragic happened in the water, but you still have this fear more likely it probably came from past life trauma that you never dealt with before. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, so there's, there's a lot of healing that takes place in that. But at the same time, when you're under hypnosis, your subconscious, you write down all the questions that you want to know. Why is this happening? This, that, and everything. And I love it because it's amazing because when you're under hypnosis, you're answering the questions. It's not like the hypnotist is giving you the answers and it's all recorded. So at the end, you're able to hear your recording. And I suggest to my people, I'm like, you know, because sometimes when I first started this, when I would hypnotize somebody, they would go so deep, they couldn't remember anything. But now because the energies are changing, um, you're at that theta state. So you're like aware of both sides of everything that's happening. You're, you're awake, asleep. Um, and so I always tell people, you know, it's going to come out to you. You're going to remember it real vividly, kind of like a dream. If you want to wait two weeks and then listen to your recording, you're going to go, oh, my gosh, I'd forgotten all about it because that's the way it kind of comes through. Um, and then listening to recordings is more healing, too, for you. Um, a lot of things you can do. But I do that. Um, and my my website actually is lightwithinyou.us. That is my website. Um, my email address is lightwithinyou at outlook.com. And that's my email. If somebody has questions that way, I don't mind answering questions. If somebody wants to know about anything. Um, and I, as I said, I've been starting to work with kids and when I work with kids, I don't, I don't charge money for it. And if I end up having to work with a kid that's further out, I expect to help pay for me to at least get out there and stuff. But, um, kids that have problems, I'm in central Utah. Um, but kids that have problems, that's the main thing for me because I had nobody to talk to when I was seeing spirits as, as a kid. And I found out later on, as I told you, and we'll get more into it next time that it was from my grandmother. My grandmother has always been like this. Um, now my youngest son is like this, but he's always had me to talk to. So yeah. my mom didn't know how to help me. She had no clue cause she wasn't like this. And so it's really important, especially with kids. I don't want them to grow up with trauma and not know how to get rid of it. Cause I dealt with this one kid it was in my area and he was seeing spirits and he got to where he was afraid to sleep in his bed at night because they wouldn't leave him alone. And so when I showed up there to help him at his house, we're sitting there and we're talking mm -hmm. about what he's seeing. And I literally saw one of them peek around the corner and look into the living room. And I'm like, wow, did you just see the one peek around the corner? And he goes, yeah, you saw him. He was so surprised. He's really excited. He's like, wow, somebody else sees him. It's not just me, you know? And I said, Okay. And I, I see things a lot of times out of my third eye. I said, okay, he went back around the corner and then he turned into a room to the left and the kid, and I had never been to the kid's house before. He goes, that's my room. So, and that's where he was having problems. And so I taught him how to get control of it, how to 
we went through and we literally, we saged the house. We cleansed the house to make it to where there's no spirits in the house, made them all leave. I taught him how to do it. I taught him how to do it himself. And I taught his mom so she can help him because he was young. And um, I taught him how to do that, to take claim to where he can have a clean area. And she, he's now sleeping in his bed at night. He knows how to make him leave. I told him how to do it right there, right then there. You don't even have to stay the house, but how to kick him out and make him leave. And so it's brought a lot of power to him that he can do that type of stuff. But they have those abilities. I explained with kids that you don't mess with like Ouija boards. You don't mess with the dark arts. You know, you don't mess with any of that type of stuff because that, because of the fact that you can already see them, that's mm-hmm. going to pull them to you. You don't do that stuff. You know what I mean? I want them to learn to use their abilities in light and not the negative side of it. I also work with other people. If they don't want to do hypnosis, I will work with them to get information from their guides. But see, I only trust mine because I learned to totally 100% trust mine. And I, I want to teach people how to listen to their guides, to know if they're a guide or somebody who's or spirit that's trying to kind of lead them astray because the guide will never, ever, ever tell you anything negative. Never tell you anything negative. Never. So just remember that. If you get something around you that's telling you something negative, they're not for you. You need to make them leave. But, you know, I, so when I work with other people and I'm actually going to do a healing kind of session with them, um, I will meditate and I will ask my guides to connect with theirs to find out how we can help this person. And so when I do that, that kind of shocks them because I'm like, okay, my guides told me that um, they're, your guides are saying this, 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 this. And they're just like, oh my gosh, how did you know? You know, because I'm being giving information for them. And so I've been helping them that way. We talked about healing and pain, but pain a lot of times is connected to the things that are going on in your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I have been able to help people with like arthritis and stuff. I've, I've worked with old people. And so it's basically Reiki without learning how to do Reiki. <laughs> I guess. Um, but um, I've helped a lot of people that way. So for me, it's just, I like being able to help people. As I told you, I, I, it's kind of weird. I, I tell my friends who's like psychic and I've got friends that are like channelers. and I've got all these friends that are just amazing in the things that they do and they're really good at them. But I kind of like dabble in almost everything. And it's not that I try to, I just find out I have abilities here, there and everything where they're extremely good, really deep into this subject or they're really deep into this way. And for me, it's like, depending upon what that person needs, it's like having a tray of snacks and you, okay, we're going to use this one today or, you know, what I mean? <laughs> and I just kind of let it go through however it is it needs to go through. So, but no, I'd love to talk to you again about it. You know, I'd love to be able to help people that listen to this because I believe that there's so many different ways to achieve the same thing, but for each person, a certain way works best. So the more times more people come out and they show all these different ways, maybe somebody, the way that I do things that works better for them to where that will help them where maybe somebody else's way, which would achieve the same exact thing. Mm. doesn't feel right for them. So I believe that more that we get out there and the information to be able to help everybody, you know, as I told you, I don't want to be here because the, the lies and how mean people are. And I, I, my whole goal is to help change people's perspective yeah. of this whole lifetime 
and realize that we are all connected. And the more that we help others, the more we're helping ourselves. I want to thank you, uh, Annie. It's been super fantastic. Thank you so much for your time and coming on and um, have a good evening and I will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds great. All right. Thank you, Annie. Bye.